Hare Krishna everybody, so welcome back to Shravanam Diaries podcast. I'm your host Sulali Devidasi and we are starting the next book which is called Teachings of Queen Kunti by His Divine Grace Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada and this is chapter 1 The Original Person Kunti Uvacha Namasye Purusham Tvadyam Ishvaram Prakrite Param Alakshyam Sarvabhutanam Antar Bahiravasthitam Shrimati Kunti said O Krishna, I offer my obeisances unto you because you are the original personality and are unaffected by the qualities of the material world. You are existing both within and without everything, yet you are invisible to all. Srimad Bhagavatam 1.8.18 Purport Srimati Kunti Devi was quite aware that Krishna is the original personality of Godhead, although he was playing the part of her nephew. Such an enlightened lady could not commit a mistake by offering obeisances unto her nephew. Therefore, she addressed him as the original Purusha, beyond the material cosmos. Although all living entities are also transcendental, they are neither original nor infallible. The living entities are apt to fall down under the clutches of material nature. But the Lord is never like that. In the Vedas, therefore, he is described as the chief among all living entities. Then again, he is addressed as Ishvara or the controller. The living entities or the demigods like Chandra and Surya are also to some extent Ishvara, but none of them is the supreme Ishvara or the supreme ultimate controller. Krishna is the Parameshvara or the super soul. He is both within and without. Although he was present before Srimati Kunti as her nephew, he was also within her and everyone else. In the Bhagavad Gita 15.15, the Lord says, quote, I am situated in everyone's heart, and only due to me one remembers, forgets, and is cognizant, etc. Throughout all the Vedas, I am to be known because I am the compiler of the Vedas and I am the teacher of the Vedanta. Unquote. Queen Kunti affirms that the Lord, although both within and without all living beings, is still invisible. The Lord is, so to speak, a puzzle for the common man. Queen Kunti experienced personally that Lord Krishna was before her 
present before her, yet he entered within the womb of Uttara to save her embryo from the attack of Ashwatthama's Brahmastra. Kunti herself was puzzled about whether Shri Krishna is all-pervasive or localized. In fact, he is both, but he reserves the right of not being exposed to persons who are not surrendered souls. This checking curtain is called the Maya energy of the Lord and it controls the limited vision of the rebellious soul. It is explained as follows. Chapter 2 Beyond the Senses Maya Javanika Channam Agyadhoksha Jam Avyayam Nalakshya Se Mudhadrisha Natonatya Daroyata being beyond the range of limited sense perception, you are the eternally irreproachable factor, covered by the curtain of deluding energy. You are invisible to the foolish observer, exactly as an actor, dressed as a player, is not recognized. Srimad Bhagavatam 1.8 Point 19. Purport. In the Bhagavad Gita, Lord Sri Krishna affirms that less intelligent persons mistake him to be an ordinary man like us, and thus they deride him. The same is confirmed herein by Queen Kunti. The less intelligent persons are those who rebel against the authority of the Lord. Such persons are known as Asuras. The Asuras cannot recognize the Lord's authority. When the Lord himself appears among us as Rama, Nrisimha, Varaha, or in his original form as Krishna, he performs many wonderful acts which are humanly impossible. As we shall find in the tenth canto of this great literature, Lord Sri Krishna exhibited his humanly impossible activities even from the days of his lying on the lap of his mother. He killed the Putana witch, although she smeared her breast with poison, just to kill the Lord. The Lord sucked her breast like a natural baby, and he sucked out her very life also. Similarly, he lifted the Govardhana hill just as a boy picks up a frog's umbrella, and stood several days continuously just to give protection to the residents of Vrindavan. These are some of the superhuman activities of the Lord described in the authoritative Vedic literatures like the Puranas, Itihasas, Histories and Upanishads. He has delivered wonderful instructions in the shape of the Bhagavad Gita. 
he has shown marvelous capacities as a hero, as a householder, as a teacher, as a renouncer. He is accepted as the Supreme Personality of Godhead by such authoritative personalities as Vyasa, Devala, Asita, Narada, Madhava, Shankara, Ramanuja, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Jiva Goswami, Vishwanatha Chakravarti, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati, and all other authorities of the line. He himself has declared as much in many places of the authentic literatures. And yet, there is a class of men with demoniac mentality who are always reluctant to accept the Lord as the supreme absolute truth. This is partially due to the poor fund of knowledge and partially due to their stubborn obstinacy, which results from various misdeeds in the past and present. Very important point. So two, two reasons, Shri Prabhupada points out. First is poor fund of knowledge, like ignorance, yeah? Ignorance, poor fund of knowledge. And second is stubborn obstinacy, which comes as a result from various misdeeds in the past and present. Two reasons. So, such persons could not recognize Lord Sri Krishna even when he was present before them. Another difficulty is that those who depend more on their imperfect senses cannot realize him as the Supreme Lord. Such persons are like the modern scientist. They want to know everything by their experimental knowledge. But it is not possible to know the Supreme Person by imperfect experimental knowledge. He is described herein as Adhokshaja, or beyond the range of experimental knowledge. All our senses are imperfect. We claim to observe everything and anything, but we must admit that we can observe things under certain material conditions only, which are also beyond our control. The Lord is beyond the observation of sense perception. Queen Kunti accepts this deficiency of the conditioned soul, especially of the woman class who are less intelligent. For the less intelligent, there must be such things as temples, mosques or churches so that they may begin to recognize, begin to recognize the authority of the Lord and hear about Him from authorities in such holy places. For the less intelligent, this beginning of spiritual life is essential and only foolish men decry the establishment of such places of worship, which are required to raise the standard of spiritual attributes for the mass of people. 
for less intelligent persons bowing down before the authority of the Lord, as generally done in the temples, mosques or churches, is as beneficial as it is for the advanced devotees to meditate upon him by active service. Jai, we have completed the second chapter today and tomorrow we will read the third, which is called The Most Intelligent Woman. So, thank you so much for tuning in today. The link to this book will appear tomorrow and we shall see you next time. Hare Krishna!